Hi, it's Pierre Marriott at EcoSummit 2016 in Montpellier. So today I'm with Gerlinde de Den uh, from Wageningen University. Hello, Gerlinde. Good morning. With Gerlinde, I'm going to talk about plant soil feedback. So Richard Barget uh, already talked about soils and Marcel van der Heiden already talked about biodiversity in soil, but we didn't involve plants yet. So we're going to talk about uh, how plants affect soil and soil affect plants. Uh, Gerlinde, you're working partly in agricultural system. Mm -hmm. um, how does it work, plant soil feedback in agricultural system? Yeah. Well, so, so plant soil feedback is this phenomenon that plants, they change their soils while they grow on it and they change it in a chemical way, physical way, biological way. And these changes feed back to subsequent plant growth. So that, that's the feedback part. And that can imply that plants grow better or worse, quite, quite often worse, when they grow on their own soil. So in agricultural systems, people have been aware of it, let's say, without knowing exactly how these things work and, and have been using crop rotations, especially in the past. And then over time, we seem to have lost that practice a bit and growing uh, monocultures year after year or growing season after growing season with negative effects, actually, because you start to get a buildup of pathogens and you may also, well, change your nutrient balance so we have a two, two one-sided uh, uptake of, of certain nutrients. But of course, I mean, with, uh, with our chemicals and, and mineral fertilizers, we've been kind of taking care of those issues, but actually we're not solving those issues. And, and, and that's where I think this interaction between more fundamental research and, and agro agronomic practices come in, that we, we learn how these feedbacks really work and which are the causal agents. And so it's not only that you can indeed, by using rotations, but the proper ones, you can avoid pathogens, but also that, that you can actually stimulate beneficial organisms and make use of those as well. So it's not just try and leave the bad ones behind, but also try and promote the good ones, as well as the soil structure. So plant soil feedback can clearly improve um, agriculture to make it more sustainable. Do you think it has a potential to reduce fertilizer? Or what, what kind of... Yeah. I don't know, plant soil feedback, you're thinking uh, mycorrhiza? Or? Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Well, so, so agricultural systems, in a sense that we, we have globally many different kinds of agricultural systems. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe you think now, especially here in Western Europe, where we have big, mon well, big, not even that big compared to the States or, or, or Canada or so, but monocultures of, of maize. Um, which is not very diverse, where you can already diversify a lot, I would say, like with things like intercropping. Um, so there would be diversity in, in space, where you can have plants that are complementing each other in, in, in their um, nutrient uptake. Like, actually, yesterday I was talking to Hans Lambers as well, and he, he is working on those systems as well, in, in, especially in China, um, where you can have nice facilitating effects between, for instance, uh, maize and, and some nitrogen fixers, where the nitrogen fixers, well, they can get, of course, the nitrogen from the air, but they still need a lot of phosphorus, and they're not good at scavenging phosphorus, but the maize exudes certain compounds, um, certain acids that, that mobilize, actually, the, the, the not easy available phosphorus, which also the, the legume can profit from, mm -hmm. 
and that stimulates also the nitrogen fixation because also the, the maize takes a lot of nitrogen so that also stimulates um, the, the biological fixation by the the, the legume so that, that that's a facilitation um, directly in space if they're at the same time in a certain configuration but of course you can also diversify in time which is something that I, I would definitely stimulate as well uh -huh. that's something we work on with cover crops uh -huh. and so yeah with cover crops you make use of a period where you, you can't grow a, a main crop but it's still a good idea to keep your soil covered to prevent erosion to retain nutrients to ideally also suppress um, diseases, to build up organic matter, but also there you can have an advantage of not using monocultures of cover crops, but also mixtures, and actually, well, proper mixtures. We've done some experiments where some mixtures didn't yield or didn't improve the soil more than, than the best monoculture, but we also had mixtures where we had benefits above the average of our uh, monoculture cover crops. So yeah, we can make more use of diversity in space and time. The technology comes into play there as well. That goes as well with, as with plowing. How well, how deep or how? I mean, you you can manage your soil more superficially and still doing some physical disturbances needed for your 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 seed beds, but without really killing all your earthworms, for instance, and destroying all your networks of of, of fungi. From a farmer's perspective, you also need to harvest in an economic way, and so you need the right match with your, your tools, with your harvesting machines, with your um, harvesting time. But I mean, also there, um, there, there are possibilities, and, and I've heard some examples as well of, of different crops that can be harvested at the same time, and actually the machine would sort and the different seeds. So if we want to, I think we can we can really integrate our, our, our principles of diversifying um, with with manageable uh, practices, and then while well, other types of, of agricultural systems like agroforestry is also really an agricultural system. I don't think we see it much in in, in Europe, but definitely like in in, in South America and in um, I think also in China. You, you, the combination of more perennial crops with, with um, annual crops or, or shorter lived ones that can also really have a, a, a nice complementing, uh, uh, even facilitating effect yeah, via nutrients as well as, as yeah. beneficial and, and organisms. Do you think like, the outcome of plant cell feedback research is already taken into account in agricultural practice or at the production, food production level? In, in a sense, yes, but again, without putting the name plant soil feedback on it. Yeah. Like, especially when I think with the, the cover crop um, type of work, I mean, farmers have been using that for, for, well, first, initially they did that anyway, and then for a while they didn't do that, and now it's stimulated again to prevent erosion and so forth. And they have uh, quite a few criteria, of course, like, like yeah, you want fast growth to suppress the weeds and, and um, and have a lot of biomass going in. Um, and now recently in projects I'm involved in, we, we also have companies involved. We have three seed companies, which is actually very good for us as well as scientists to, to, to know what their main drivers are for selecting certain species or not. But also there, so as I, they're very interested in, in, in these plant soil feedbacks as well because they've seen from our examples that indeed it can make a huge difference mm -hmm. in terms of biomass production and so, the, well, of course, I'm still mostly interested in what you see above ground. Yeah. But now we, we demonstrate 
what is happening below ground to the advantage or sometimes disadvantages of the next crop and and um, and yes they're taking it along in okay. in uh, yeah that's good in, in their perspective uh-huh. so okay this con- conference eco summit is about engineering change yeah. uh, so it seems that we are pushed to start making a change what in your opinion would be the direction of research for the next few years yeah as a message for the next generation of scientists. Yeah, yeah that's quite a big question, isn't yeah, it's it? Yeah, like, you know, but I think, I think it's what we have to think about. Yeah. But now we need to make yeah. a change as well, scientists or society. Yeah, well, well, thinking about the word engineering and soil, I immediately think of, well, plants with uh-huh. their roots and, and, and building up structure and so forth, but also the, the bigger organisms like the earthworms and and so... For us as soil scientists, let's say, um, I noticed that, that, that when we make the soil life and what they do visible mm-hmm. and connect it again with what you see um, above ground, man, many people want to listen, actually. Well, especially when they have experienced um, troubles with their soil. And I guess at higher levels, like even policymakers are, are, are becoming more aware of, of the, the role of soil, let's say, in, in the bigger picture uh-huh. then. So we need to raise awareness about yeah and communicate yeah. and listen I mean uh, it should not go yeah. from one direction but definitely listen as well and and, uh, and and I think I mean we can talk a lot but visualize things mm-hmm. make it dynamic and like for, for new projects it would be good to start already early on like, like while you're developing the research to, to have several type of actors involved let's say like, for instance, if we want to make changes in, in, in how agricultural systems are really being managed, mm-hmm. yeah, you really have to have also the, the, well, the farmers involved, actually, or social, um, and ideally also the, the policy makers. So I, I think it plays on the long term and on the shorter term. So, so yeah, some of us at least have also to interact with policy makers. And of course, they come about with, with, with the general public. So we need to, with education and so forth, also also have the bottom-up um, demand. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you're preparing a, a project of movie about soil and plant and the interaction. Yes. So yes. Yeah, that's also a great experience, I must say. So we've been crowdfunding for um, supporting a new construction to make a new movie. So we've already made a, a couple of movies, time-lapse movies, where we have like 3,000 pictures taken over a month. And then we make a movie out of that of about a minute or two minutes and so we have the bioturbation movie on, on the earthworms we have a movie on forest soil decomposition and we have one on, on root growth but what we noticed with having these movies out actually uh, people have been picking that up a bit as well and one of the very nice examples but maybe you haven't seen it because it went so fast is that also there was a a short part of the root growth uh, clip in in the in the official opening of the Olympic Games. Oh, yeah. So so there was this part on plant growth and future generations, and you plant the seed, and like they have some some shots of uh, above ground plant growth, but also below ground plant cool. plant growth. And that, that's a nice thing with internet. I mean, it's a global thing, and and sometimes you're surprised of uh, where things end up. And yeah. so it's a bit of a cascading effect, which we couldn't predict really, but. Um, you don't need to speak with it. I mean, the, the images speak for themselves. So whether it's high school children or policy makers or um, yeah, showing people what's really out there. So yeah, cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Gavinde. <laughs>
You're welcome. Talking about constant feedback. Yeah, yeah. I can't stop talking about <laughs> it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you.